Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. Guest Jeremy Amon doing crunches while we waited for the countdown. Uh, no, I was doing Gro- I was doing Grover from Sesame Street. I got right up to my camera. Near. Near. Sesame Street is great shit, man. For those of you in our radio audience, we're recording this on Zoom, and uh, Jeremy is moving back and forth in front of the Zoom camera. Shout uh, out and far. Everybody can remember that bit from Sesame Street. Grover, he was a blue guy, fuzzy he, like a Muppet. Oh, yeah, he was a Muppet. And he would run to the screen, run to the camera very close up and say, near. And then he would run all the way to the back where he was a little tiny Grover and say, far. And he would run back up again and say, near. You remember that? It was taught you the difference between near and far. Oh, I remember. Yeah, no, I remember it. I was just going to see how long Everyone remembers you... that. Hey, you want to yeah. buy a V? A V! <laughs> what uh what episode number are we on nelson i, I usually try to guess but i i, I can't really uh can't 272 we should probably plug our very special 275th episode live show you think hell yeah we've done, we've done a live show recently well we have but we've got another one that right one, that one was for the holidays and because why yeah, not the- well, yeah. and this, this 275 is just, uh, you know, a quarter above your, 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 you're over halfway. You're yeah. over halfway. And points into like the our, we made our big announcement at 250 that we are only doing 500 episodes. So people better start listening now because this train is gone as far as it's going to go. And it's headed back towards the station. Mm-hmm. 225 left. So that's like, unless it's one of those space trains. Like double deuce, double deuce five. <laughs> Speaking of, of trains, uh, I watched the Snowpiercer uh, show, uh, the the like the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Was, was it like good. our podcast? I remember that coming up at one point. You know, it was a lot like our podcast in that everyone is stuck, can find space for. Uh, basically the rest of their lives and they can't get out no matter how hard they try. And in a way, and now I think there's another right. train. Now there's a second train. There's a second. Well, don't spoiler. Oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This is uh this is uh, it's a good, first of all, it's a good show. If you watch the movie, I haven't seen the movie, but I hear the movie is a little bit incoherent. A lot of people were complaining about the movie. Um, I feel like the show does a much better job, even though I haven't seen the movie. I'm just going to say that, um, that the show does a much better job of explaining what the whole sort of conceit is. Uh, it does. And it does. They- the, the movie's good, but I, I watched it under a lot of hype. Like it had, I had been told, oh, this is a great, great, great thing. And, and so I was slightly disappointed. And then I looked in on the series and I agree 100% the narrative is better and, you know, and, and it, it's action oriented. Because like people stuck on a train forever. What's the action, man? That's a that seems like a hard thing to come up with, but they do a great job of it with the classic system and all that. Yeah, yeah no, it's definitely definitely an interesting um, study on uh, on class in in post apocalyptic society with a, a giant train that keeps going, that just keeps going. Um, 
So yeah, check it out. If and also it's got Jennifer Connelly and sexiest eyebrows on TV. Oh, I I I love Jennifer Connelly. I really do, and I think she's actually um, she's gotten really a lot better as an actress uh, in 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 over the years. Um, Look at this versus Labyrinth. There's a very definite difference in in the amount of acting that Jennifer Connelly is doing and doing successfully. You know, I watched the first couple of episodes of The Mayor with Ted Danson and uh, uh, Bobby Moynihan, and uh, I found it very entertaining. But Andy McDowell uh, was a guest, and that's another person that who knew she had the comedy chops. I mean, she because she's really funny and as a as a res- resident of uh, I don't know some rich California neighborhood that escapes me right now. I haven't watched that yet. I I DVR'd it, but I was in the middle of some other binges that I was catching up on and I haven't gotten to it yet. Ted Danson is, well, there's not that many episodes. Ted Danson is yeah. probably like a thousand years old or something. I, I, I think that at one time he was like a deity or, or, a, or a demon or something that might have been a different as, 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 a, as a, as a demon. He what? Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in the good place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was real. I got confused. Yeah. Yeah, I do that all the time. I do. I, I, I mistakenly think like I thought for years Lance Hendrickson was a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it with Ted Danson, it's, it's that hair. I mean, I think it's real, but, you know, I know it's not real. What was the name of that, that Lance Hendrickson? Uh, sitcom from like the late 90s where he was a really empathetic like FBI agent dealing with serial killers and uh oh what was it did you say what it was like it was like a he's monster of the week slash like post x-files like very early attempt at long form but they weren't quite ready to commit to long form so everything sort of reset but it didn't quite and lance hendrickson was millennium i think was the name yeah that's what it was called yeah Uh, and uh it was had like a larger conspiracy but it didn't go anywhere and instead Mm -hmm. he was just creepy and it was a really i want to go back and watch that i thought i remember that being a really good show Go back and watch Battlestar Galactica. Uh, the the mini movie that opens it isn't quite as strong, but the series itself, the five year run. If there was social media today, the show would probably still be. Or if there was social media when it aired in two thousand five to two thousand nine, something like that. If if we had the social media that we have now, that show would probably still be on. It was just brilliant. Katie Sackoff, uh, just great writing. Ronald D. Moore did the show and i think rick berman who did star trek and talk about long form it may, long it, may form. it may not still be on the air because like half of the crew of that ship was in nexium well that's true yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny how people that work in those sci-fi shows then continue to work and sci-fi like these are decent actors good act every every movie with like a a older astronaut who goes into space on a mission uh, katie sackoff plays that character that's like what yes. she does now Yes, she does, and 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 because she's tough, and, you know. And she and yeah, she, yeah. And she, Battlestar Galactica. She smokes cigars. And, yeah, it was, I, it's just a good show. I actually mm-hmm. own it. I've been thinking about binging it. I, I think it's a rouser. The fifth oh. season has some problems, but I mean, Dean Stockwell's in it. Lucy Lawless, who also were in a lot it's of other stuff. It's so good. I, I I watched it. Uh, I rewatched it like a year ago because it was pre-pandemic 
because yeah. I was listening to uh, there was a podcast uh, that I, this writer I like, uh, Mark Bernardin, hosted mm-hmm. with Trisha Helfer called the Battlestar Galactic Cast, where they were going through the episodes and they would have like a guest from the the show on each each yeah. week basically to listen. And, but yeah. then I was the problem was I was kind of doing going along like listening to that and watching the episode. But the problem was they would take like hiatuses between the seasons. And after two seasons of the slow watch, and I was like, well, now I just want to watch the rest of the show. I don't really feel like waiting anymore. It's, it's I, really hitting its stride. It was on, oh, this is probably about a year ago too, probably around the same time as the Battlestar Galacticast. And it was literally on sci-fi uh, the entire series. It just started at like, I don't know, midnight on a Friday. Because I remember it was the middle of the night. It started like a midnight on a Friday. <laughs> it played the whole series. And it ended like on Tuesday. And I'd watch like three or four episodes. There. I would watch and we, okay, okay, we're going to bed. I'm gonna anyway, uh, great show. Great show. Great show. Katie Sackner, too. You know, talking about Jennifer Conley. I, I don't like Blonde. I think we already addressed it. I'm pretty sure we talked about it in a previous episode. But a worthy successor in the in the sci-fi vein to that is The Expanse. Man, which... I told you about The Expanse before you ever watched it. And you didn't listen to me. Okay, go ahead. I know I didn't listen to you and I I, I should have but uh, we we finally got on that train and oh boy howdy it's got it's a great trip it's a great journey you should take it you should get a space train space Thomas, train Thomas Jane in that first season I'm like yeah. poor man's Mickey Rourke and I'm like you know but he 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 grew on me he grew on me what's the actress's name that plays the president uh, the the Asian lady that uh, what's her name I don't. I can't remember to be honest with you, but I she. See, I see this. I'm like, man, she's terrific. She's pretty amazing. She's terrific. I, I think generally the ensemble is is real strong. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I think it's it's just it's a good ensemble acting, and it's it's gotten kind of at least the first four seasons is really built on itself. It's really done a nice job. Right. The season started a little weak, but it's picking up a little steam. So I mean, the, the, the hard science of it too. It's like Arthur C. Clarke, the science fiction writer, once. Uh, we was talking about science fiction movie film and, and like Star Wars and shit and was like, a, you know, it's fantasy, blah, blah, blah. So he tried to write a fantasy uh, novel with hard science. And uh, it was he did it called The Songs of Distant Earth. And it's one of my favorite, favorite books of all time, which I highly recommend. Uh, it's Songs of Distant Earth by Arthur C. Clarke. And it has the same type of element that Expanse has, that the science is good science, but the story is, is melodrama. Right, yeah. All right, there's my piece. So that was that. We kind of did an impromptu like TV show review corner. Oh, you were going to talk about Wandavision a little bit, but before oh, we yeah. talk about Wandavision, let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsors, Applebee's. Uh, Applebee's, you got to thank us every week, I guess. Now, who's playing who? Applebee's, Applebee's. <laughs> named after fruit. <laughs> And insect, <laughs> Applebee's fruit and insects, insect, Apple- and and with that same. I thought it was named after of- Old Man Appleby, the guy who started the chain of restaurants back in the in the in the eighteen hundreds and became became like a, a miserly figure that is is renowned in in old timey vaudeville as a villain. He actually used to go around putting apple seeds in bee hives mm-hmm. across America. His name was Johnny. No, people was, kept asking why. What's it do even? And he would just giggle at them, and he'd keep giggling exactly. as he walked away backwards, so he wouldn't break eye contact. Like I said, 
<laughs> one of sure Vaudeville's greatest heels. Are you sure he wasn't called Tim Apple? Tim Apple, I think it was his. <laughs> uh, that was his cousin. His, that was right. his cousin. Yeah, he that got him. Cousin. He was into computers. That was his cousin, uh, Johnny Sunflower, whose progeny went on to start Sunflower Publishing to bring you this Will's Drunk Puppet moment of the week. Sunflower Publishing at sunflowerpub.com for all your publishing needs. Here we go with the drunk puppets. Spoken like a true psychotic. Yeah, oh, that, that was a drunk puppet. That, guy, that was the greatest segue of all time going into the <laughs> sponsorship. Uh, but now WandaVision. And now back to WandaVision. Yeah, which this isn't. Uh, we haven't seen the third one yet, which would have come out by now because time travel nonsense. Are they doing but, two episodes a week or just one? Was it just two that first I don't week? know. I think I heard I it think- was two week to kind of get you hooked and also because the first one was basically unwatchable pretty much yeah oh no i started off with a with a shot across the bow oh i i love the premise but you know uh, i I like it i I feel like they're nailing what they're wanting to do i do think i like the idea i'm hoping that they're we're we're ready to start moving in now that she's seeing more stuff and actively like rewriting the world. Right. And yeah, there's probably some known comic book thread that it's dancing around a bit, but let's, I mean, let's be honest. Can we pick less interesting characters to stick into, you know, this <laughs> black and white world? I, Vision is about as interesting as a fucking coffee maker. I mean, the poor Paul Bettany. I mean, it, he's a great guy, a great actor, but I don't know. I just super burnt on superheroes. I mean, I fucking loved Iron Man. Although I did hear read that uh, they're going to make a fantastic Marvel's going to do a Fantastic Four, which is my favorite comic of all time. So I might jump back in. It's been screwed up every single fucking time, except for maybe that Roger Corman version. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a documentary about that. Also, a great documentary I watched recently about uh, uh, Image Comics. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's terrific. Image Comics, Todd McFarlane, all those guys mm-hmm. left Marvel and started Image. Yeah. On and all that. Terrific show. And all of them, and all of them, interesting, all of those artists uh, went back after Image to work with DC or Marvel at some point. They all split into their own different companies because it was this artist collective. I'm not going to bore you with it, but mm-hmm. except for McFarlane, he never went back. Never went back. He's never worked for Marvel or DC again. It's always been Image. And I always thought that guy was kind of a douche. And so um, <laughs> he started making all that toy money. Yeah, basically. he was all about the merchandising and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we oh. segue into comics. And I, I'm, I'm curious on other people's takes because I, I, you know, I, I think I just made my, my opinion of the first one known. That being said, I still think it's pretty watchable TV. So mm. I'm, I'm just curious what everybody else kind of took from it. Well, I liked it the first time when it was a movie called Pleasantville with Tobey Maguire. Um, <laughs> there was also uh, the amazing segment in Fallout 4 where you you go to the world that's black and white mm-hmm. and there's a horrific uh, a horrific murder in there and it all sorts of starts to degrade. And that one was just the perfect amount of time in that world, which is about 10 minutes of the world being the 50s world that we can all go back to and then it becoming mm-hmm. uh, progressive. Two others that use a similar premise would be, uh, uh, oh God, it just slipped my mind, would be, uh, 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 shit, uh, 
Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, mm-hmm. which was a film in the early 80s. Steve Martin film was actually terrific. Back for that one. I can remember that. Yeah. 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 Great, great movie. Holy <laughs> And secondly, I would I would uh, throw out Problem Child uh, mm-hmm. with John Ritter and uh, I think Don Knotts is in it. They get sucked into the TV. Oh, that I am, in, I am interested to see. I'm interested to see where they're going. I'm interested to see why this is the entry point, and I'm wondering if it's a her being like Eastern European, like that was the TV that they had as a kid before her life got ruined, and that this is what she's escaping into. Because my guess is that this is a she's basically holding this neighborhood hostage, and because she's losing it, and these are she's losing control of her powers, and so she's remaking reality around herself in this neighborhood. Fair enough, but wouldn't it be interesting if they were just, uh, you know, it was just uh, them escaping, you know, from from the Mar- from the Marvel universe and the Avengers and all that, to just uh, try to hide from whatever, and there was no no supervillain, no great thing. And it was. Just, I don't think there's a supervillain. I think that no, she lost control of her powers. Control of powers. I, I'm just saying that that you know, what if it's just a big fuck? It's a big mind fuck, and that that's all it is, and it never doesn't have this great. You know, I don't rap. know to what to what extent they're gonna fuck around with her losing them, but that's my guess because also having the the kids and stuff, there there is like source material stuff for a bunch of that. Right, like right. Her, her losing control of her powers and her kind of losing her mind for a while yeah. and rewriting reality a bunch. Sliding just a little bit to the left of Wandavision, you know, they Agents of Shield really fixed itself. And that show was a good show at the it end. It was really good. I liked the hell out of really that good. show. They dropped it because they didn't want to. Originally, it was sort of tied in with the overall Marvel Universe, and then it sort of went its separate way. And mm. I think Kevin didn't have any control of it, and so he didn't want to. I don't know. No. I mean, it was still part of the whole thing, but they. I think they got out of it because the problem was that first season's uneven because it's basically them. There's a lot of them more treading water trying to tie it directly to shit. And, and then when they got to do their own thing they got to start working stories more yeah really yeah together that, the, show, that show was good yeah it was good great what's the the, the uh thousands of years old uh wow that guy the, the bald tall yeah 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 uh, uh, her, her, yeah that guy was terrific and that character's terrific and mm-hmm. i like i know he died spoiler alert that he died but uh, i would watch more of him just him and colson you gotta watch colson yeah. yeah. What are you watching during the pandemic? Let us know at DD. I'm watching, and then tell us the show. We're curious. Will anybody send this hashtag? Will we All ever right. find out what you're watching? Does it, it matter? Amber <laughs> yeah. Ruffin show on Peacock. Amber Ruffin show on Peacock. Peacock has ads. Listen, I, I I do want to. I had a, a funny conversation with Stefan Ryder, our resident uh, Norwich, our, our most consistent Norwich listener. Um, he he uh, he made he made a comment about um, uh, about Lawrence, and I said we're gonna do like when you get here, we're gonna do the full Lawrence, Kansas, and I just would um, I would love to to kind of run that by you guys uh, just so Stefan can get kind of a feel for what he's in for if you're giving somebody the full lawrence kansas treatment like what 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 are the things uh, that are that are quintessentially sort of uh lawrence experiences both official like free state brewery yeah we all know you 
probably take him to Free State Brewery uh, and otherwise. And audience, you can play in on this too. Uh, hashtag DD uh, Lawrence must do and tell tell us what what we have to do with Stefan while he uh, and Nikki are in town um, hanging hanging out with us. So. What do you think, guys? Uh, what are some What are some things? I mean, obviously, there's the restaurants, but what else uh, is is like the quintessential Lawrence experience? Go to a city commission meeting and, and get mad about something that only matters to you. Go to the replay lounge. That's a good one. Falls in with restaurants. Terms of the replay, for sure. Bill Mark took a crap there once. A friend of mine walked in on him. Ooh. Oh man, that's brave. Imagine taking a crab at the replay lounge. <laughs> I no, no, no. I that's why three bathrooms around the replay that were my go-to poopers in case right. just that problem <laughs> happened. I, I mean, even the red they. <laughs> they were the red lion. Uh, you could you could walk down the the, the street a little bit. Uh, red to, lion had um, nice bar bar bathrooms for a bar. Red lion. Yeah. Time when that. Wait, when when uh, there was that subway shop uh, where like Mirth and all those places used to be um, with the bank in it, uh, there was a bathroom there that you could use. God, that's a long way. That was my bottleneck. That was my bottleneck pooper. If I ever had to poop while I was at the bottleneck, I'd go to that place. That's like a block and, and a half to the bathroom by Willie Make It. <laughs> you gotta. Sometimes you gotta take a chance, man. Sometimes you gotta take a chance. Pooping downtown. <laughs> so that would be a question. The quintessential Lawrence experience, I think, pooping downtown. Um, <laughs> the people, how you could do it like a, a a person on the street and see how many people it takes before you find a person that says, "I used to be in a band." That oh, that's I yeah, that's a good yeah. Has anybody else experienced though? Like like, uh, so I take walks downtown sometimes, and I'll find myself down there after like walking around for like an hour or so, and then all of a sudden you gotta you gotta pee or or even worse you got you gotta poop, and now it's like post pandemic pooping, which is that much harder because you know even if you have a mask, you know, which sometimes you don't if you're just walking, you're like I'm not gonna run into anybody. Why do I take a mask? Blah blah blah. Um, but assuming you even have a mask, it's like you gotta find that the bathroom that is, you feel comfortable using uh in a pandemic uh sort of atmosphere i don't know that's that's maybe just me i don't know i haven't experienced that um i've needed <laughs> i've needed a mask while pooping before and the mask at this point in my life has become as quintessential as my glasses or my cigarettes i don't leave the house without or my american express card i don't leave the house without i don't have an american express card. <laughs> we, get, we hit our time so i think with that sage thought <laughs> <laughs> don't leave home with <laughs> i was i was you know i was just thinking about you know lawrence tourism board thing just having a you, you come and you get like a little punch card and for each like if you get visit enough lawrence places downtown with the punch card and strike you have to like go and have a beer in this many like restaurants or bars and if you can get in through each one talking to people at the bar and not meet someone who was in a band then the trip's free Oh wow, that's good. Trips free. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And will it ever happen? Well, well because then I, I think people will start getting in, interested in it. You know, like well, it, can, can, it can be a fun game the town plays. Yeah, and you could add in too, like the person that has the the uh, useless master's degree or PhD, mm -hmm. like the guy with the PhD in theology that used to be in a band. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we were talking. You were talking about tra time travel in the last episode. I actually wrote a short story about. Uh, about 
Lawrence, Kansas being a hub of like uh, like future uh, time travel because they figure no one really gets in or gets out. So they kind of open it up to time travelers. So, But everybody in Lawrence can kind of tell who's a time traveler because they all wear like really new 90s clothes or like kind of stuck in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the, the the goal becomes to like, you know, the, the, these guys are who try to sleep with time travelers. Uh, because you know they figure it's 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 an easy sort of um, thing to de score, yeah. Because they all want to come back and they all want to you know like participate in a true like uh, quintessential American Midwest experience. Um, but there's one guy who, who basically is is just kind of sort of dealing with the life and knowing that the person that he's just spent the night with is going to go back to the future uh, in a while. And and he they, they, nobody in town knows quite how they get in or how they get out, but they know that they come in and they know that they they are they're, they're time tourists. Um, it's an time interesting premise. Time tourists. And that, that just sounds like a recipe for time paradox aids. <laughs> <laughs> You got, you got with, like future age coming back in the past and starting in the past, and then so by the time it gets back to the future, it's even worse AIDS. But then there's a time travel back in time, but like the AIDS keeps getting worse and worse. Man, what if someone tries to turn Lawrence into the new? Seattle? Is that the kind of our? Is that the kind of sci-fi Arthur C. Clarke was talking about? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, you know, subplot two would be if they could keep the laser mm-hmm. the way the laser used to be. That would be a, a mission that somebody. I like time tourists, but a mission that would be to get the laser. Back, back. I mean, like laser Star Trek Four. <laughs> hey, you know what I? You know, I heard today that in this COVID era, that uh, yeah, the Flamingo Club has not uh, shut down at all. Because I was thinking about you know all those poor strippers that you know couldn't really strip and those exotic dancers, I should say, that couldn't. Uh, oh man, yeah, double deuce. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at doubledeucepod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do. And it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep. And the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. <laughs>